think back to December last year. And if you're a fan of the world game, no doubt you were up early to witness this World Cup moment. It's on for Matthew Leckie. Matthew Leckie cuts back inside. One way, then the other. And he scores for Australia. Matthew Leckie embraces the moment for the Socceroos. In the ball, Moy. And there it is. Can you believe it? Written off too many times to remember. The country can keep on dreaming. That was the Socceroos beating Denmark to advance to the round 16. The team's campaign in Qatar made them the most successful Socceroos in history. They were, of course, coached by Graham Arnold. And this week it was announced he'll be taking the Australian men's football team to the next World Cup in 2026. Graham Arnold, congratulations and welcome to Breakfast. Thank you very much. So you proved the doubters wrong in Qatar. The Socceroos <laughs> got uh, the most points ever in a World Cup campaign, and that was certainly not uh, what was expected. So why do you want to do it again? Well, because I love it, uh, first and foremost, and probably, you know, it's, it's just such an honour to, uh, to coach the nation. And uh, we've got a special group of boys, and uh, we've got a special culture with the, that group of boys, and... Um, you know, it's, uh, I had offers, I had chances to leave and after the World Cup, but I just, uh, my heart kept, kept coming back to, you know, I, ju- I truly believe we've got so much more to achieve. So, uh, as a group, so, you know, it was, uh, it was a fantastic experience, but that experience is a memory now. And it's all about, uh, moving forward and, uh, doing this again at the, the next World Cup. How many decades will it be before Australia has a strong enough team to win the World Cup? Oh, that's a really good question, but uh, ho- hopefully I'll still be around by then. <laughs> but uh, look, uh, we've got some we've got some good kids coming through, and uh, you know I think it's one thing that uh, uh, you know it's not only the fact that I've signed up to uh, just uh, be the soccer coach. I really want to help the sport and help the uh, development of the pathways for the kids. Um, you know, I've obviously I had a long experience uh, being around the Socceroos for, you know, 40 years, but, uh, you know, I had a playing career, uh, was part of that. But, you know, we really need help from the government to, uh, you know, it's a, it's the most participated sport in, in Australia for boys and girls. And, you know, we've got the Women's World Cup coming up this year with the Matildas and, and the women's game is going, they're hitting gangbusters. And, uh, uh, you know, we need the government to help us because, you know, we don't, we've never had a home of football ever since I've been around. Uh, and as I said, that's 40 years. And it's very hard to build a culture uh, for your sport or for anything if you don't have a home. So it's uh, it's something that I want to help the, the game with uh, enormously over the next three and a half years and really want to leave a legacy for the game when I leave. Can you explain to me why a home helps so much? Because obviously, you know, you've got headquarters, that have, mm. but they've moved around, as you've explained. Why does a home yeah. psychologically, why is it so important? Well, because uh, I think there's a number of reasons. Um, the first reason is even the people that are working in the organisation, as you said, you know, since I've been around, you know, I think we've, the organisation, even back in the old days when it was the uh, uh, Soccer Australia, they've probably moved to five different, uh, you know, office blocks. And, there's, you know, the people that actually are working in the inside the organisation, really, it doesn't feel like they're working in a football environment because there's no fields around. 
there's really no connection with the the football side of things. They're they're doing administrative roles, but you know they're they're not actually getting to be part of the the football uh, side of things. But uh, you know to have a home, uh, to have a museum, where to respect you know the Johnny Warrens, to the, the Harry Kules, John Cosminas, all the legends that have done so much for Australian football and gone overseas and 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 made uh, help make a name for Australian football. You know, there's nothing back here in Australia that really shows anything, uh, the respect that we have for those guys and, and, and girls that are doing that. So, you know, to inspire the kids, you know, to have, a, a uh, as I said, a home where, you know, when and we do an under-17 talent identification camp, the kids aren't in a random hotel in the middle of the city somewhere or, uh, you know, in, in out, out in the western suburbs of Sydney or wherever. They're sitting in a hotel, then they go to a training field that is just a training field. It's a, it doesn't have the, the branding. It doesn't have, you know, uh, familiarity around it. And uh, it, I just think it's so important for the kids that uh, they, they see those type of things. They feel those type of things and it will inspire them to become, as I said, maybe the next Timmy Cahill mm. or the next Matthew Leckie. Of course, for, for multicultural Australia, uh, soccer or football yep. is is their sport, right? It, it is it is yep. part of, of life for so many suburbs in Australia. Is there a sense that they have felt excluded by the sort of funding model that has always put a, a premium on AFL or rugby league? Yeah. Well, I think so. You know, if you look at um, – if you just look at the World Cup, I've never seen – you know, those type of fan sites. And, and you know, we're in Qatar and it was like, you know, a lot of ways is, you know, we're getting sent through these videos and we're thinking, are these real? <laughs> or, or someone's just, you know, making them up. And, uh, you know, to see Federation Square and to see 30,000 people go to Amy Park, to see, you know, 20, 30,000 here in uh, Darling Harbour in Sydney and things like that. And it just shows you how passionate people are about football. And, and every four years when a World Cup comes along, AFL fans become, you know, football fans, rugby league fans and, you know, club teams. And, you know, I love rugby league and AFL. I'm all for that. But, you know, you're looking at if, if you look at Collingwood or you look at uh, an AFL club, they've all got fantastic training facilities where they can bring their academy players in. And, you know, the, the first team players are even training there at the same venue and it inspires the kids and helps the kids uh, with their careers. And, and you know, rugby league, they have up here, you know, the, the New South Wales government just paid uh, $70 million for West, uh, Western Tigers uh, training facility, but we have nothing. And we're a global sport. And we, as I said, we're the most high, high uh, and uh, participated sport at a grassroots level. And have you put this or sort of meeting with the sports minister, Annika Wells, or even, even higher up, if I can be frank, yeah, <laughs> the look, prime minister, Anthony yeah, Albanese? Look, and- yeah, well, look, I have to say, Annika came over to Qatar. Uh, she saw the facility that we're in, in, in the, the Aspire. And I can, if I can just say, like, I've been around all Asia and the Middle East, and all of these countries have got incredible training facilities, and 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 we don't have anything. And, you know, they're going – their game is gra- uh, growing in those countries, and we're a bit stagnant, and we need to go with them because it's not easy to qualify through Asia anymore and, and Annika came she saw the facility she uh, you know I caught up with her and, and and she met the players and I'm pretty sure she walked away thinking wow 
this is quite amazing. And, uh, you know, and as I said, we don't have that. Anthony Albanese was fantastic during the uh, uh, World Cup campaign where, you know, he put on a Socceroo shirt and sent us good luck messages and, and told us how proud the nation was. And, uh, and he was right behind us uh, for the World Cup, which is fantastic. But we also need him right behind us for every day of the year that, uh, to help the develop, you know, a, a multicultural game here in Australia for both men and women uh, to, you know, to help, help develop those kids and, give, and, and help those kids fulfil their dreams. Graham Arnold, the women's squad for the Matildas will be announced today. Will you be involved in the women's game as well? I'll be involved to try and help off the field. Uh, Tony Gustafsson is obviously the manager and I get on uh, fantastic, uh, fantastically with Tony and uh, I'm not involved in any type of selections or that, but uh, I'm Australian, I'm proud and, uh, you know, I can't wait to, uh, for the Women's World Cup in, uh, in June, July and it'll be fantastic to see... Uh, you know, the whole nation uh, support that. And I'm sure, again, that every stadium will be packed. Oh, that. yeah. And that just shows you how, how, how far the women's game is coming. But also, again, how, you know, how popular our sport is in this country um, and, and those type of stages. Do you think the women's team will win a World Cup before the men do? I think they have a good chance, this World Cup. You know, I think that uh, home nation... Uh, been playing here in Australia. Um, I think Tony has uh, built some good depth over the last couple of years, and yeah, they've had difficult times as well. But you know, he's he's been very smart the way he's done it. He's he's played against uh, very difficult teams, high-ranked teams, and really tested uh, the girls and 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 the younger girls coming through. And I think uh, you know that'll hold them in good stead for the for the the future in in, in this World Cup coming up. Graham, many thanks and uh, congratulations again. Thank you, thank you very much. Graham Arnold there, and he's been re-signed as the Socceroos coach, uh, and a pretty strong call there for Anthony Albanese. Not just not just take an interest every four years, but um, to actually invest in soccer or football, of course, as it's known, but, you know, soccer when the AFL season and the uh, rugby league season is on. You're listening to ABC RM Breakfast. Getting in touch with ABC RN is easy. Join the conversation live using the ABC Listen app's call and text features.